Hey, thanks for checking out our show. If you like what you hear, we have tons of additional content at patreon.com slash the media lunch break. What would you have done if I was asleep when you got on? Just continued as normal, I guess. Yeah. Nah, don't do that. That's ridiculous. I'm sorry. Are you? Am I boring you? Already. It's a new record for you. Wow. Wow. I have been waiting, waiting for minutes, Chris. I know. And this is what you get for your wait. This is fucked up, isn't it? Yeah, it's so fucked up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I have done so much for you. I could name <laughs> I could name so many things. Continue. I yeah, I will. I could yep. name hundreds, if not thousands, mm -hmm. if not millions, mm -hmm. if not billions. Wow. If not trillions. Trillions, trillions is the next one. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and see you know. And I know that. And you know how I know that? Because of you. Yeah, because I tell you, I text you every morning <laughs> to let you know all the things that you've done for me. Speaking of messaging. Yeah, I received a DM from my ex today <laughs> who I thought was blocked. And here's the funny thing. Here's wait, what happened. Wait, wait, You can bleep this this name out, but just so I know who you don't need to know, Chris. <laughs> OK, so I got a message and I was like. I bet that's a mistake because it was a reel. I didn't open it, but it was like this person sent you a reel. And I was like, I was like, she meant to send, send that to someone. Yeah, else. she meant to send this to yeah. someone else. So uh, I just waited. I didn't open it because I didn't want her to see that I had seen it. And I okay. was like, I'm just going to let this play out however it plays out. Yeah. And then I noticed this only confirmed my suspicions. It wasn't just to me. It was a group message. <laughs> Oh, so I waited and about 20 minutes went by. OK, and I got a notification that everyone in the group had left, <laughs> had left the, the chat, <laughs> had left the group. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, great. So there, now there's no harm in me going in and seeing what was sent to me. Yeah. Yeah. And so I went in. And it was a cat video. <laughs> Oh, what did the cat do? Uh, they had put little fake plastic hands on its paws and it looked like it was sitting with its fingers crossed, like its fingers woven together. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I no, I got the visual. I just it was a cute video. Honestly, it was a happy accident. <laughs> You're like, it's a mixed bag because it's from my ex. But at the same time, it's a cat video. So, yeah, you know, what are you going to do? Pluses and minuses. You know, yeah. you got to take. Yeah, you got to take the wins where you get them. That's right. You know, <laughs> interesting. Did she make the video or is no, this something no, like it's just she, shared is someone else. OK, great. OK, OK. Just un, I'm just unpacking it, you know. Yeah. Thank the, you, because I can't afford therapy. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, so next week I'm going to make a group mm -hmm. and I'm going to put you in it. Yes. And I'm going to invite her. Yeah. And uh, it's going to be a video of you sitting back with your hands on your chest with fake with cat fake hands. Cat paws. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's a good idea. Let's see what she makes of that. And then 20 minutes later, I'm going to leave the group. <laughs> and then 30 minutes after that, I'm going to get a restraining order. Interesting that like everybody just was like, fuck this. <laughs> Nobody was like, ah, oh, cute or anything like that. They all just were like, well, I think I'm they out. realized because it was just like three of us. OK, it wasn't a big group. Right. So probably she made a new group and was like, everybody leave right. that group. Is there a connection between the 
all of you like is there a common thread on why she would choose those people i no, just close friends okay. My, uh, honestly right. if i had to take a guess yeah she is married now yeah and her husband's name starts with a letter a so it was two other people and you were the mistake i <laughs> story of my fucking life chris yeah, yeah that's true <laughs> the funniest true. part was going back in and seeing it say hang on i have it right here going back in and seeing it say under the list of under the list of people in the group yeah it now says quote just you wow wow that that has to sting most of all isn't it it kind of does yeah yeah but no one was like ah oh, you know what i'll stick it out because andrew's in this group it's they would let's start well maybe she'll leave the group and we'll all stick around and then you want we'll just, me to invite you no and then it'll just be our group no because i'll leave that group immediately as <laughs> oh soon as, no as soon as i see that cat video any group it, i'm telling you right now i'm gonna put this out on the airwaves like we're on 1930s radio mm-hmm. if you put me in any sort of dm group the moment i see a cat video I'm out. Is that true? Okay. A hundred percent. What do you have against cats? I didn't have this rule before this sentence happened, but this is something that I'm realizing about myself right now, but I know it to my core. The moment I'm in a group and there is a cat video, I'm out. So if I were to send you a cat video right now. Yes. I could sleep. Don't test me on this because I will. I will fully end the, this. This episode will be seven minutes long. I'm not kidding. You send me a cat video. I'm hanging up the phone. All right. Don't do it. I'm, de- I'm dead serious. I am a man of my word. I will do it. I will what do it. What about a dog video? That's a different story. Dogs are adorable. Cats aren't? No, cats are the work of the devil. Can I tell you? Yes. I have always considered yes. cats a lesson in consent. Anyone who doesn't like cats, I uh, I get very suspicious of. That's fair, but also incorrect. People should always be suspicious of cats. They're dangerous animals. They're cunning, and they're too smart for their own good. Have I told you my bit on cats? How I feel about cats? I, don't I, know. I feel like I've said this Probably. Before. Tell me again. Okay, listen. Here's the thing about cats. What's the okay? thing about cats, Chris? And actually, this is more of a comment on humanity than it is on cats themselves. Mm-hmm. It's, this is this isn't really the cat's fault, okay? But this, cats are proof of what an egocentric civilization we've become, okay? Because cats are like everyone's like, oh, cats are great because they take care of themselves and. You know, like you don't have to do anything with them. They just live like most of the time. They just think that it's their house and you're living in blah, 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 which is like 90 percent accurate as well. But we are so egocentric as a society that if a cat brings a dead mouse to its owner, the owner will go, oh, that cat brought me. A little gift. This is the cat's way. It killed a mouse and it brought it to me to show me it loves me and that it it does a good job for me. And it was like, motherfucker, you don't know what that cat thinks. Okay? You have no idea what it is. You, because you're a human, think because you're the superior species that that cat is doing something out of affection. 
cats used to be worshipped. They're etched into the pyramids, for Christ's sake. We used to think that the that they would raise the sun, and now we make them shit in a sandbox in the corner of the living room. That cat brings you a mouse, and you think it's doing it because it loves you. That cat brought you that mouse, dropped in front of your feet, in order to send you a message of like, motherfucker, you're next. Sleep with one eye open. That's what a cat does, you idiot. All right? I don't trust them. I don't like them. I don't trust them. They got beady little eyes. They're everywhere. I don't know where they go. I don't know what they do. I don't like it. You just described yourself. Thank you. Welcome to the Media Lunch Break, bringing you all the... I forgot the name of the podcast. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. <laughs> the Cat Video Fun Time Hour. It was only like a quarter of a second, yeah. but there was a moment where my brain went, nope, lost yeah, it. Yeah, that's, that's just not there anymore. Nope, it just isn't there. Welcome to the Media Lunch Break, bringing you all of your comic geek and movie news all in the time it takes to eat a good sandwich and send your ex a cat video. My <laughs> name is Chris Trebill. Alongside me, as always, is my co-host, Andrew Dunn. Say hello, Andrew. The greatest irony of that story is that her last name is Cats. That's true. It is. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, that is good. Yeah. That is very, very good. Yeah. Andrew. What? What are we talking about today? Sweet Christ. Chris, Hasbin Hotel answers a lot of questions. Questions that are on everyone's mind. What if Rodgers and Hammerstein wrote a musical about dead murderers? What if the Bible was written by Eric Cartman? What if Chris died and changed his name to Angel Dust? All questions will be answered in Hasbin Hotel. And man, you can tell I watched the show because I got that joke and actually found it very funny. Yeah. And man, Adam really earns his title of original dick. What did you think of this show? Um, what did you? OK, first of all, you actually suggested this show. I did. Yes. You suggest, so you don't say that's so accusatory. How did where where did you? I know it's on Amazon, so it's not like hard to find. But I'm like, how did this show come into your? Yeah. Into your into your radar, into your orbit. Mel suggested it. I think she saw someone talking about it online Mm -hmm. and she was like, hey, this looks good. And I was like, I have no interest in that. And she was like, "Okay, so you don't mind if I watch it without you? And I was like, not at all. And then she watched it without me and then she wouldn't stop talking about it. And then uh, she kept trying to get me to watch it. And I was like, I really don't want to. And then we had to decide what to talk about this week. And then that's how that happened. And it came down to either Godzilla minus one, which people are still talking about, but it's very old. Yes. Or this show that just wrapped up and it had the largest global debut for an animated series on Amazon Prime. Is that true? Yes. How many am an animated? You know what I'm saying? How many? No, I'm sticking with it. Actually, I'm going to just lean into it. How many Amazated? Ooh, trademark. Yeah. Amazated. That's uh, from now on. That's how I'm referring to it. How many Amazated shows are there on on Prime? Seven. (laughs) I have no idea. Can you tell I started saying a number and then it switched to a different number? I thought you burped in the middle. I thought that's what that was. I started to say, I think I started to say six and And then then I switched it to seven. Wow. You upped it by one. You were like, oh, wait, this counts. Yeah. I mean, that's like 12 percent. 
or something. Yeah, so we talked about doing Godzilla minus one, but it's also not like... We talked about Argyle. We talked about Argyle, and none, neither of us were going to have time to go see that. We talked about Godzilla yeah, minus one. it's getting bad reviews. And even though it's been... Yeah, no, one, no one's seeing it anyway, so we're not missing out. Yeah. Which everyone seems to love, and I really wanted to see, but also wasn't going to be able to go see it in the theater, and it's not streaming yet. Did you say everyone loves Argyle? No. Godzilla minus one. Oh, yes. And then this. Um, let me put it this way. We should have gone to see Godzilla minus one. This is people love this show, Chris. Uh, they're wrong. <laughs> I'm just they're wrong. I usually try. I try very hard to be diplomatic about these things. There's most of the time I, I try and be open minded and I'm just and like, you know, Listen, I don't like everything and that's fine. And I respect that my opinion is not the end all and be all and that there is something out there for everyone. And God knows with all the streaming services, there's enough content out there that if you don't like something, it's fine. You can just respect the people who do and move on to something else. But every once in a while, a show comes along (laughs) that proves that we have to have some sort of measure, some bar of quality. And this is one of those shows. Okay, so... This show sucks. Uh, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. This show is not completely irredeemable. It has some... I'm trying to be as diplomatic about this as possible. Here's, here's really what I want to get at. Okay. I agree with you. I cannot... Put my finger on why. Yeah. It's got great vocalists. It does. And part of me thinks like maybe too good. Like the yeah. music is a little too good. Yeah. I'm reminded you never ended up fin- finishing the show, but I am reminded in sort of an antithetical kind of way to Steven Universe. Oh, right. Which right, has right. extremely simple. No, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Right. It's got like a song, an episode. The episodes yeah. are short, but it's extremely moving storytelling. Yeah. The songs are very simple. It's usually just like a ukulele and a person singing. It's right. nearly hopelessly optimistic and naive. Right. The vocals are not great. It's just like a... a 11 year old that they recorded and then said yeah that's fine put it up yeah so i'm curious i'm curious as to what i don't i don't know why i didn't like it yeah part of me feels like it's extremely like over the top edgy shock value yeah part of it is also sometimes i wonder if it just didn't have enough time like i feel at moments especially near the end of the first season i'm supposed to give a shit about some of these characters but i barely know them because the last six episodes the previous six episodes have all just been like dick jokes and i'm like right but i don't know who these people are so i don't care if they're in trouble i'm not super sure like if there's any one thing i can put my finger on as to why i just vehemently disliked this yeah i um so okay just really quick if you're listening if you're listening to this and you're like i don't give a flying fuck what chris and andrew say i'm gonna check this out here's what here's just really here's what this is about in hell we have you know lucifer it happens and um he has a daughter apparently he's gone off to somewhere and and in and now she is kind of like in charge of hell it is a tradition in hell that angels come down to hell once a year and kill as many demons and people in hell and souls in hell as they want to as like a purge to like keep the keep the population down so as they don't get so many people that are so many souls rather that they will overthrow heaven 
And then uh, the daughter of Lucifer is also running a hotel because she has the idea of like she can run a hotel that is like a it's like a halfway house, like will redeem your soul and then you'll go to heaven and that'll keep the numbers down. They, you know, instead of killing these people and she really, you know, she seems like a genuinely good person in hell. And she's trying to say like, Hey, people in hell aren't so bad. They're just misunderstood. Uh, that's, that's kind of like the, the gist of it. And then they find out that the purge is going to happen like every six months instead of a year. So now they got to go into overdrive and try and save as many people as possible. And that's pretty much, that's the basic plot line. This show is terrible for kind of all the reasons that you said. And also because it is just so scattershot in what it's trying to do. Yeah. Like it is full of dick jokes. Yeah. Which. I have no... Pr- Listen, I can watch a South Park episode... They're kind of all the same joke, though, right? Yes. Well, that's one. It's all just like... It, well, here's the thing. People are like, well, then how could you watch a South Park episode? Because that's filthy, too. But they at least come up with some sort of originality to do this. They incorporate whatever dirty premise that they have, like, organically into the plot. I don't see those jokes coming. Pun intended. <laughs> see how I did that? Yeah. And you didn't see it until the very end of the sentence, and then it surprised you, and that's funny. Yeah. This, they went, as soon as the first second happened, I went, oh, it's going to be a lot of this. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of, before they even got to the first dick joke, I was like, it's going to be a lot of fucking dick jokes, literally fucking and dick jokes. And shit and piss and cum and just all the parts of the aristocrats. <laughs> I knew you were going to go there in every episode. Like, just would it have redeemed it for you if at the end they were like, so what are you planning on calling the hotel? And she said the aristocrat. I, it would have been something. It would have been yeah. my first. It would have been my first laugh and or smile of eight episodes. Come on. There was certainly I can't think of a time, but there were definitely it got a couple chuckles from me sometimes. There was one. I can't but see, here's the thing. I think I laughed one time. Yeah. And I can't remember what it was. I didn't laugh more than two or three, I think. No. So there's that. But I would even put up with that. But you're right. The plot, there's several different plot lines kind of going on. They're so kind of scattered all over this place. And so separate from each other. That I'm like, why? What is? Basically, I'm like, why am I watching this? Because... And listen, I don't need to see how all the threads tied together at the very end from moment one. But it's one of these things where like you have. Let's see. I'm trying to think. You had the hotel plot line. You had the the like dead angel plot line right. with the radio guy. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the other thing, too, right? Is that like each episode kind of has multiple plot lines. Like I, one of the things I kept noticing is that they kept adding new main characters up until kind of the last episode. Right. And that's the thing is that like they'd have a plot line and then but they'd spend so much time in one episode on one and so little on the others that I'm like, I thought this is and the main thrust of the show, I think, based on the title, is supposed to be the idea of this hotel and getting it to work. Mm-hmm. And so much of the story has nothing to do with that. The main character of this, if you're watching the Patreon, the, the poster is up and the main character is the person in the center of the poster. 
And I see her in each episode like and they're only like half an hour, like 10 minutes. Like, it's ridiculous how much time we spend on so many other characters. I think another issue with this that is extremely prominent is um, it suffers from a lack of goal oriented character work. Yeah. Like we have talked on the show a lot about how a character when you're building a character as an actor Even if this isn't worked into the script, you have to figure out what your character's immediate goal is at any moment and what is the obstacle in the path of obtaining that goal, as well as a long term goal for and the long term obstacles over the course of the arc of the entire show. And that's another thing, too. You can get a um, there are theater games where it's like, okay, you are going to try to convince this person to hand you the letter in their hand and go improvise it. And what you find is that people try one tactic. It doesn't work. You try a different tactic and then that doesn't work. And then they keep trying different tactics. Right. This I kept like screaming to the TV. If the hotel isn't working why are we still doing a hotel? Yeah. Like move on to something else. You, you, Charlie, you've got great ideas. This was a good effort. Let's move on to something else. I need something that's like, no, it's, you know, my, my, I don't know. My father like owned this building and so I can't get rid of it. And he had the dream to turn it into a hotel. He believed that sinners could change their ways and go to heaven or something. I need something that keeps us here. Yes, I'm I'm I was good with the hotel idea. And I was like, I get it. You you want to redeem your these souls because you want to you're you're trying to prove a point and you're trying to whatever. The thing is, like she's trying to get people to come into the hotel I never see a real tactic on how she's going to get people into the hotel. Yeah. Like every you could do eight episodes of like, uh, you know, a plot or a scheme, uh, an episode of like, this is a good way to get people into the hotel. Then, oh, that didn't work. This is a good way. No. And that kind of goes into the like slowing down that I was talking about where I'm like, I don't give a shit about any of these people. I feel like the last episode of this season should have been the last episode of season three or four. It just like it just doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, it just doesn't go anywhere because I'm watching. I got through like four episodes and I'm like, wait, we haven't done anything. Like, yeah, there's we're halfway been no through forward, this. We're halfway through this. There's no forward momentum. Yeah. It's just, you it's got just one jokes. person. And I forget when the snake guy came into the hotel. Was it the end of the first, end of the second episode? I, first I episode? Know, I don't remember. But anyway, like you got one person and then the rest of the time I see no one trying to well, actually uh, like angel is the first one. Oh, right, right, right. Sorry. I'm thinking of, but angel is like there when, the show opens. Yes. I'm saying new people come in. Like, sure. But the, yeah, I, presumably I she, he came in. Yes. The, before like the show 10 minutes began. Before or something. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying like of people like they're recruiting and you're like, this person wasn't here at the start of the show and now they're here. One person comes in and then they spend all their time trying to reform that one person. And I'm like, didn't you just say this should be done in like bulk? Yeah. Like, isn't the, idea to get a lot of people in here so i don't see any of that happening all they also try and will i think try out of a left turn try and give it heart yeah and it's a little bit of like shit or get off the pot on this i agree like angel there's this character of angel who is a porn star yeah and then all of a sudden i think it's the fourth episode it even opens up with a disclaimer of like this episode deals with sexual harassment or sexual abuse and yeah, you know, viewer beware. And then it shows like him being forced to do 
porn and sex work, sex work and everything like that. But which is, listen, I'm not, and this is not, uh, this is not me saying anything about sexual abuse or anything. It's just strictly based on the character for the last three episodes. He has been the sluttiest, dirtiest, foul mouthed, horny motherfucker in the entire place. And he talks so much about how like he, he wants to sleep with everybody and he's really good at his job. He's like proud of his job and everything. And then all of a sudden it makes this turn of like, no, he's he, what he's, he's really a victim. And I'm like, that didn't you, he, I think I get what you're saying. It, 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 you know what um, I'm saying? Yes. But I think, um, it's important to say as well that like the argument could be made that like he's sort of covering up, he's feeling very prideful. So like you want to say it, but I agree with you. There is no subtext there. You need, that's what makes good acting. And that's what I'm saying. Like in the, you know, and, and I get that there's animation. So you're losing like a performance aspect from an actor because you're not getting the physicality or anything, but it's not written with any sort of subtext because most of the time when you're getting this impression, it's from him making dick jokes. It's super text. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's max text. It's like crazy. And and I was going to say as well, there's no, there's nothing that says you can't make something that is both a comedy and, uh, and has like, you know, powerful moving dramatic moments. Absolutely. Right. But this just doesn't land them. It just comes out of nowhere. Yeah. And then you're like supposed to feel for this person. And you're like, well, that doesn't make sense. Like yeah. everything I saw about this person before says this should be the greatest thing job for them that they, they'd want to fuck all night. Like this yeah. is right. exactly what they want. Like, you know, and that's what I mean. It all of a sudden the show's like, and now we have heart to us. And I'm like, no, you don't. You, I just spent three episodes watching you do nothing. Yeah. Just vapid nothing. And now I'm supposed to care all of a sudden. And I'm like, this comes out of nowhere. The, you know, the other thing that, that bugged me, the, I will say this. The songs in this are really good. Like, I found, uh, they're not catchy. But as far as, like, a musical goes. Yeah. I was like, shit, this is like. I, I wanted to look up actually who did the songs because I was like, this is some real musical theater shit. Like, and again, part of me worries that they're a little too good. Like yes, it feels I know so it, polished. Yeah, it does. But that was the thing. I think what I found jarring was because they were so good. I was like, why are, why is this a musical? Like why? Yeah. What is the point? And I, I guess there doesn't have to be a reasoning to it, but I was like, why is this? This doesn't serve. It does feel weird, though, right? Like I, I, the first episode when someone started singing, I was like, oh, that's OK. That's what we're doing with this. Yeah, because like there are moments of, to bring it back to something like Steven Universe. He's a kid who plays the ukulele. Right. So like sometimes he just starts playing his ukulele because he's ho- hopelessly optimistic, right. you know, So because here's the other thing. And for anyone who knows musicals, uh, Rogers and Hammerstein, the guys who did like the greatest musicals of all time, like South Pacific and, and sound of music. Okay. Here's why, here, but here's the thing. Here's why they're, they're considered so great is because they kind of changed how a musical is done. Yes. So musical before them was like just songs you'd hear on the radio. And then they would just like sell you a cheap ticket so that they could sing these songs and they give a pl- bad plot line with them. And then Rogers and Hammerstein went, okay, so here's what we're going to do. Our characters are not going to sing until they are so moved 
that they have no choice but to express themselves through music, right? So the tension is built up so much that mere words don't suffice. And so we have to sing, right? Mm-hmm. And that, if, since then, is basically how musicals are done. Even even the bad ones today stumble into that formula, right? Yeah. This doesn't really do that. It just feels like, I mean, it, sometimes it does. But for the most part, most of the songs, while really good. Just sort of appear. Just are there because it's like. And we're in a scene and this is a musical. So this is where a song should go. Yeah. Right. Now it's time for the song. Now it's time for the song. <laughs> and that's what I mean. I was like, I don't know why we're telling this story in this format. I don't know how it serves this purpose. Yeah. And that's, I guess, what I'm getting at. Like, I don't you know, I, listen, anything can be a musical and I'm fine with that. I'm just like, but why? But why? Like you heard it's it here a, first, everyone. Chris Treble, anti-musical. Yep. Fuck them. Just speak. <laughs> God damn it. But it's like this, this medium doesn't serve the purpose. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't help you in any sort of way. Right. So I don't understand why you made the choice. Like again, to bring up the guy's greatest South Park, even Book of Mormon. Yeah. Like Book of Mormon is fantastic. And it's, it, it works as a musical because it's ridiculous that this is, that they're singing about this stuff. But it does follow that path that you were talking about where right. the character's, for the most part, don't break out into song until they have to. Until they absolutely have to. Right. And this, like the first song comes up and I'm like, why are we singing right now? Yeah. Like, why Why is this song here? You know, there's so many songs in this where I'm like, these are really good songs. I don't know why they're here. But like I said, that is the one redeeming quality is when a song did come on. As much as I was like, oh boy, here we go. This is where the song comes in. I was like, this is a good song. Like, I, you know, I thought they were fine. I think if I saw this on stage, if I saw this like in a Broadway show, I'd be like, those songs were fine. I think my my when I go into a like a TV show, that's a musical. I think my bar is a little lowered because because it's not like there's been something really great of an original musical for a television show. Sure. I mean, that's interesting because I, I think I tend to do the opposite because it. You know, you can fix so much in editing and in post, you know, you can. No. Yeah. On a technical basis. Yeah. You can fix so much because you have the time to do it. I'm just saying, like, when I go to a theater, you know, right or wrong, you're going to go in kind of. And I think we do this with movies or TV, whatever medium you're watching. Part of you goes in kind of subtextually comparing it to the rest of the medium. Mm. You know what I mean? Like if I go into a Broadway musical and I've seen a bunch. I'm going to start watching this and go like, well, this is good. But like, I've definitely seen better Broadway musicals. And you don't think you do that with musical TV series? But I can't think of one. Do you know what I mean? Like, I can't think of a, a musical TV series other than, say, like a Glee, which uses cover songs and doesn't yeah. like it's not original sure. songs. OK, that's but that's a whole different story. So it's one of those things where I'm like. You know, this is original music, and I'm like, comparatively, this is pretty good. You know, I think Smash is the only show that used to have like some original songs, which was a show about Broadway music. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, there's been a lot of animated shows as well. Um, Steven Universe comes to mind. I think um, Adventure Time, right? Yeah, but say I haven't seen any of those. Yeah, well, there's your problem. I've seen a little bit of Steven Universe. Well, um, this show is just. I've got good news for you, Chris. Yes. Second season was greenlit before the first season even premiered. 
Son of a bitch. This the pilot for this was posted on YouTube four years, five years ago, five years ago, really? 2019. Really? Yes. It took three years for them to make it. Yeah. And then A24. That's another thing. This is an A24. A24 picked this up. Yeah, I saw that. And sent it to Prime. They recast the entire fucking thing. Ah, okay. And because uh, the cast in here is pretty stacked. I'm not going to lie. They're fine. It's not. It's I mean, they got uh, Christian Borrell. Don't know who that is. They, it's a it's a, so it's a lot of musical people. Yeah, I don't know most of these people. Here's the thing. I only recognized I, I recognize a handful of names, but I don't really give a shit about any of them. Here's the one redeeming thing I will give the most redeeming quality that this show has. Mm-hmm. Hearing Keith David make dick jokes is pretty fucking it's fantastic. Pretty yeah. <laughs> like getting him to yeah. just say the most outrageous, horrible stuff. He's really funny for about 14 seconds. Yeah, he feels and maybe because I know his voice so well, he feels strangely out of place in this. I agree. But no, I think it's also because. He's the best actor in this. He is. Yeah. Because I also feel like that's another thing. Not to, I keep going back to Steven Universe, but it's a show that I love that is a, an animated uh, musical. They extremely obviously cast people based on character and acting ability. And then we're like, yeah, just sort of you you can kind of sing, right? And the, the vocals aren't great in Steven yeah. Universe. They're good, right. but they're not fantastic. They're not polished. They're clearly not singers. They are actors. And I feel like that's what's kind of missing from this show is there's no heart to it. There's no soul. There's no there's no character behind the facade that you're looking at. There's no subtext. What there is is extremely polished Broadway vocals. Yes. Yeah. So you get um, Alex Brightman. Who is, who is he plays Serpentius yeah. and Adam and he, he was, is uh, he was Beetlejuice on Broadway and he yeah was and in School um, of Rock yeah Jack Black whatever that yeah. character was you also get um, Kimiko Glenn is nifty yeah uh, she has done a bunch of musicals yeah um, Stephanie Beatrice or Be- uh, how do you say her last name I just looked it up yeah Beatrice yeah that's what it looks from like. um, Brooklyn, Brooklyn Nine Nine yeah. and uh, Encanto. Sure. She's the lead in Encanto. She's the girl in Encanto. And um, Charlie's played by Erica Henningsen, who I didn't know. I guess she originated a role in Mean Girls on Broadway. Oh, okay. She's, I mean, her. she's great with what they get. Everyone's good. All the actors are good with what they give them. I want to say before we move on from her as well, Wild, she plays the main character and she's like the fifth build in the credits. I know. Because Wild. she's never on screen. That's the well, thing. Sure, but I think it's also because she's the least famous she person the in least the cast. Famous person in the cast. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it's, it's just crazy. It's just crazy. The fuck yeah, is this it's show? Not great, it's all over this, this show. It's all over the place on this one. Yeah. All over the place. It feels like a first draft. Yeah. I could get yeah, I could definitely see that. We're like they're just like, here's all the ideas, and no one came in to be like, oh, okay, let's just sort of sculpt this a little bit. Right, right. Yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot of hey, wouldn't it be funny if Right. And then that's it. Yeah. And then they went with that. If hey, if Adam was a complete frat boy jerk off. Yeah, that's funny. That's funny, right? Oh, yeah, that's really funny. And then let's just yeah, and then he just is that you're expecting the whole time. him to be why is he an angel? It doesn't matter. This is <laughs> what I'm saying. Like I, I was wondering that too. And I was like, what is this? I, I don't get it. And then, you know, and then, you know, it's a lot of, I just, yeah. Okay. I you can't ready to move on. Please. For the love of God, Chris 
Tortured Life tells the story of Richard tells Carter. Tells the story of two men watching. Anyway, go on. <laughs> tells the story of Richard Carter. Every person that Richard encounters appears both alive and dead to him. But I know that you see that every morning when you look in the mirror. So we don't have to spend a lot of time on it. What did you think of Tortured Life? <laughs> uh, once again... <laughs> The graphics are worth paying for the Patreon. I actually, I, I really enjoyed this, actually. Oh, great. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean that to be shitty. Wow, that was loaded. I know. That I, was a I loaded. Think, I oh, think great. it's almost good. It, okay. How did you, how did you find this? Where did this come to you? Uh, we actually. Uh, Explain we, yourself once again. We actually uh, met the writer of this comic. comic That's what I thought. <laughs> I don't right? remember who. That's what but I thought. He okay. signed it. Um, yeah. I don't remember if it was Dan Waters or Neil Gibson, but uh, it's published by, at the time, the publisher was known as T-Pub, and I think they've uh, since then rebranded to be called Twisted. Marvel. Twisted. <laughs> Twisted okay. called Timely. Because um, they saw that name is available. It's now available, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, we met them at Comic-Con, and okay. actually, they were trying really, really, really hard to sell me on another comic called... Um, she Hulk. No, it's called um, called uh, twi- Twisted something. Sister. I don't remember. It sounded really generic and weird and boring. Yeah. So, but I was like, okay, look, if you guys want me to get this one, I'll get this one. And while they were like sort of looking, I think they were trying to find one for me. They they like had just emptied out one of the boxes, and they were like, oh, we've got another box in the back. I'll be right back. Right. And while that was happening, one of the other employees came over to me and was like, hey, so I know this whole group. Everyone here is really trying to sell you on this one comic. If you if you're in the market for like two comics by chance, this one over here is my favorite. And she's like, I work for this company. So like I recommend obviously all of their stuff. Right. But um, this one over here is is my personal favorite. Right. And I was like, really? And she kind of described it to me. And I was like, OK, you know what? You've sold me. I'll pick this one up, too. So I picked up both. I did like this. Uh, I think it's not perfect. But I th- maybe this is also because I just I read this last night after watching Hasbro Hotel. I know, so like, and that's one of the things I want to say too. Is it's like, not man, dog shit. Like, no, it's not. Yeah, no, it, it's it is really good. I think that it does have some problems. So basically, like, I think it starts off really strong, and I think the premise is really interesting. And I remember I started reading this. I was like, oh, this is really good. And then it goes in a lot of very interesting directions. It does. I think it might possibly start to get a little cluttered plot wise. It, there's a lot of different genres, I guess, happening. I could almost say kind of all coming together. And then my biggest issue, and this is tough for a lot of storytellers to do well, especially in comics, but it wraps up like lickety split. Yeah. Almost too quick. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it has no, I think it's trying to do something and it's trying to land. It it tries to make a very heavy landing. Yeah. And you can't do that quickly. And so it doesn't give it any, the ending a little room to breathe. And I think honestly, if they'd stuck that landing, this gets better by like three, four more points. Yeah. I think the art is really nice. The writing is really good. Like the dialogue is pretty good. It's the, the way that they, they kick off the whole story, like hooked me immediately because mm. it comes in kind of in the middle of it. We're already in act two, which is, as I've said before, if you're a comic writer, 
start me in act two and then work in act one as we go along. And it starts real strong on that. And then it does a lot of different things. I was like, I'm in this. And then it ended real quick. And I was like, whoa, that's it. I wanted to feel a little more. I think a big part of the ending as well is that um, I don't quite understand what happened. Yes. I think that's also part of it. Like there's a lot of like, and then it was this guy, but then he's actually this other guy. But maybe it's both of them. But maybe it's none of them. And maybe it's this one. And maybe it's over here. And maybe he's here. It's yeah, a yeah, lot yeah. of that. And I'm like, wait, wait, can just slow the fuck down. Yeah, Hang on. You're what dealing happened? With like Who is this? What's going on? Magic. At first, it seems like you're dealing with magic. And then you're dealing more with science. And then the science tries to explain the magic. Right. Which is really hard to do. Yeah. And so it doesn't. And I think I do understand what they were going for. But it took me a little while to go like, wait, okay, so, oh, I see, I think I see how this goes. Yeah. And it ends on a, I think I see how this goes. I never quite am like positive on this. Yeah. But I think I get what they were going for. Overall, I thought it was, I think it's, I think it's fine. I think it's okay. It is good. It's not bad. yeah, Yeah. I would, I mean, listen, I would recommend people read this. I like it. I do give it a recommend. Like I said, it it does a lot. It it man, they swing for the fences on this mm. with everything that they put into it. Yeah. And honestly, like, and this is a and you know, I know we've said this before with some works, and this is always a good if you're gonna have a problem, this is the problem to have. The thing that would fix this is actually make it longer. Mm. Yeah. Like, you know, give it more time to breathe. Yeah. You know, I the first half of this is really straightforward. I get exactly what's going on. I'm like in this storyline, it's kind of a, there's a bit of a chase to it, mm-hmm. which is really good. The momentum is really good. The pacing is really good. The second half of this feels a lot like, Oh shit, we got to wrap this up. Yeah. So it's like, let's like you said, like let's throw everything at the wall. Let's explain. Let's lay out all our cards right now and get us out of here. Yeah. And I'm like, I could have you could have strung this out. No, that's a good point. I even feel like maybe the first half is too like you could almost counterbalance it. Yes. Like the the beginning for me feels a little too slow and the end is too fast. Yeah. You could have the stuff with to get into kind of some spoilers, but the stuff with the the agency or the organization, whatever the hell they're called. Mm-hmm. You can make this instead of it being like we just follow this guy. And we're as aware and as knowledgeable about what's going on as he is. You could have had a dual plotline thing yeah. where the audience is ahead of him. Sure. And you could have really strung the suspense out with that. And that, I think that would have solved some of that where it's like we know that something's going on. Right. With some. Sort yeah, of, that, you're right. That did come in kind of out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. And then they don't quite explain it for a while and then they really explain it like all in this big exposition like yeah like three pages and i'm like you could have just kind of led us on into that yeah a little sooner so that way when we finally get the explanation of really what it is it really pays off because we you've gilded the lily of like what is this why are we what is why is that guy in that why are there tubes of these guys and they and we're like oh man what's gonna happen when our main character finds this thing that we know is sitting there for him. Yeah, I think that could. And then when the two plot lines come together, then we go, oh, shit, here we go. This is the moment I've been waiting for. Yeah. And here it is. And, you know, it's the mystery box thing. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't have a whole lot else to say about it. I think it's I think it's fine. I uh, I don't know that I recommend it. I it's a barely not recommend for me. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things that there's just so much else. Yeah, that's fair. There's so much other like really really good stuff that I could recommend yeah. instead of this. It does make it kind of hard. It's such a competitive kind of industry in that way. Yeah. That it's hard for me to you know, I, I go back to, do you remember Five Ghosts? No, describe it and I'll remember it. That was what I sent to you. There was like a guy who has like the ghosts of like Sherlock Holmes in him and yes. he uses it to like solve crimes yeah, and yeah, shit yeah. and like feudal Japan or some yeah. shit. Like there's stuff like that that I'm just like, man, that was really cool. Like I wonder what that, I wonder if they finished that one ever. Right. And it's stuff like that that I'm like, it just makes it. There's so many interesting non-Marvel, non-DC yes. sort of science fiction stories. Okay. Is there a plot? Is there a story? Is there a comic that is similar to this? Not be, and I'm not saying because it's not in the big two, but like similar to this kind of plot that you can think of that you would that you could recommend. I mean, Five Ghosts is the first one that comes to my my mind, but um yeah. Uh, it is. Here's the thing. Here's one of the things that's like, honestly, a little bit frustrating about this comic for me is that I think the premise is really unique and interesting. Right. That's what I mean. I can't think of, of another comic that has this kind of idea to it. Yeah. But it's also not. I don't know. It's like a guy can tell how right. people die. People die. And I'm like, OK, it's not that yeah. unique, but it's cool. It's a cool yeah. idea. Uh, I think it's something exe- I don't see very often. Yes. And I think the execution is like mostly there. Yeah. But like you said, they don't really stick the landing. If you're really into like, I don't know. That's the other thing is this is con- like the genre of this comic is horror. And I'm like, right. I don't know that I'd call it horror. Yeah. It's not particularly scary at any moment. It's no. kind of a thriller. So if you're into like sort of thriller esque action adventure sci fi ghost stuff, yeah, that's very specific. But like if that's your bag, then yeah, check this out. Yeah, because there's probably not a whole lot to choose from. I think the other thing is I I would be interested. The thing that was compelling is like I, it is an interesting idea of like this guy who just is like basically gets visions of how people or how things animals and everything are going to die and they just like appear it's not like he goes into a dream state like they look like they're dead however they die and so i'm like i would so this character was interesting to me and i was like i would read this in a longer format yeah like you could take this character i think i was disappointed that this is just this yeah well i was gonna say i think this arc could have used two to four more issues on its own. Well, what I was going to say is this feels like it's almost like a why the last man idea of like, Oh yeah, there's a larger arc to it, but within it, there are smaller arcs. And I was like, I would have lived with this guy for like two, three arcs and just like, just the fucking weird psychotic break that has to happen when you're this guy, just walking around society, dealing with people. And like, you know, even if it's like there's one or two arcs of like, it's almost like it's like the old Incredible Hulk show where he's just come from like town to town. I was even thinking something like sliders. Yeah. Like he meets a person and he's like, now we got to solve this. Yeah. We got to help this person and everything. But he's dealing with it. And it's, every time he looks at a person, it's like somebody has a hole in their head. Or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. I would totally read three issue arc of this. And then he goes on to something else on his way to 
you know, like, again, why the last man is about like, we got to get to this, this hospital to find the antidote to this thing. But on the way they have three adventures in between there. Right. So it's like string this out. I would totally live with this character. I liked the main character mm-hmm. and I liked the ghost, you know, the, <laughs> I was thinking of it as like the Al from quantum leap, <laughs> but like the ghost friend. Yeah. You know, I was I was like, the, and their dynamic was nice. Yeah. I was like, I would have lived with that dynamic for a, a little while. So, Tortured Life received ten thousand four hundred and ninety nine pounds because it's uh, English. Oh, that's yeah, and it was British, and I didn't know it was British. And I, I know, gotta me say, that's a slight pet peeve of mine. Okay, yeah. stop writing characters so fucking American when they're actually British, and every once in a while you throw in the word bloke every yeah, five mate. pages. <laughs> not cool okay yeah i need it upfront and obvious yeah. i'm an american and yeah. i need to know when i'm dealing with americans yeah foreigners we need the main character's last name to be like penny feather <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah uh so the hoggle swat him yeah that's right so this comic received ten thousand four hundred ninety nine pounds of its ten thousand pound goal on kickstarter it's written by dan waters neil gibson and has illustrations by casper wingard who also did the art for die and homesick pilots which we have now both reviewed. that sounds british <laughs> it doesn't sound no it's not british it's like norwegian or some shit it's got like casper wingard yeah listen man actually it's, wingard does it's got yeah. two a's and a j in it oh Okay, never mind. Sorry. I was spelling it differently. Right. Yeah, it's W-I-J-N-G-A-A-R-D. It's it's. Oh, I thought you meant I thought you meant Casper was spelled. No. (laughs) C-A. Jasper. (laughs) C-A-A-J-S-G-P. Anyway, Casper Wingard did the art for Die and Homesick Pilots, which we have also reviewed both of. And uh, and also helping with the illustrations, his brother, Jan Wingard. Jan spelled with an H. <laughs> no, Jan. Jan has 12 letters in his name. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Ugh. Let's see. Are you ready for uh, you ready for your your reading assignment, sir? I sure fucking am. All right. So I'm going to go. I, I went back into the vault again for a reading assignment. Last mm-hmm. time I gave you Gotham by Gaslight. I That's was right. like, let's go for a classic reading assignment. So yeah. this time it's has been hotel again. It's. Season two. We're just going to hold off all reading assignments until it comes out. Just keep watching the first season over and over 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 again. again. No, this time I'm going to go with the first volume of Animal Man by Grant Morrison. Classic run of Animal Man. Kind of a, some some would say a groundbreaking run of Animal Man. I've heard that. Yeah. So I think it's time. I think it's time to do it. All right. There it is. There it is. Oh, uh. Actually, before we get out of here. Hey, Andrew. Yeah. Hey, Andrew. Yeah. Hey, Andrew. Yes. Where can they find us? Oh, well, they can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, SoundCloud.com slash The Media Lunch Break. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, where our handle is at Media Lunch Break. We're on Facebook, Instagram, where our handle is at The Media Lunch Break. We're on YouTube.com slash The Media Lunch Break, where I uh, just realized I don't have uh, a video prepared so uh, maybe a video came out yesterday and maybe it didn't. I was you thinking got about, what you got, motherfuckers. I know. I was thinking about doing a video. Here's the thing. My initial thought was to do a video on how no one's going to no one's going to give a shit about this, but how the Hasbun Hotel reminds me so much of mindless self-indulgence <laughs> and specifically Alistair. Go for it. Go for it. I know I might. Why not? But, and, but I like tried doing some research and I can't find fucking anything. It doesn't wait, matter. Wait, wait, wait. Who is the guy that you were in a, that you did the podcast pilot with? My friend, Aaron. 
Could you do it with him? Do what with him? A video. Wait, mindless self indulgence. Oh yeah, I mean maybe, but yeah. uh, here's the problem. I don't know what we would even do talk that. about. Make him watch the show. Make him watch the show. <laughs> Sit down <laughs> and just keep his eyes peeled. Sit down and watch this, okay? And then he's like, "Why did you make me watch the show?" And then and don't put tell a me. microphone in front of his face. Now talk and a camera and just be like, "Here's what we're going to talk about on this video." Anyway, and then see what he speaking does. Speaking of, uh, <laughs> he runs out of the room, forcing people to do things against their wills, has been hotel, etc. Yeah. You can also find us on TikTok, where our handle is at the Media Lunch Break. We have merch on Teespring. You can find that on Twixer. You can find a link for that there. Uh, you can also visit our Patreon, just Patreon.com/slash The Media Lunch Break. We have a great. Graphic up still for uh, Tortured Life that uh, you can only see if you go to Patreon.com and select the tier, the Let's Get Intimate tier that allows you to see our filmed uh, podcast episodes. So head on over again. That's Patreon.com slash The Media Lunch Break. You can also send us an email at TheMediaLunchBreak at gmail.com or you can visit our website, which is www.TheMediaLunchBreak.com. Uh, give us a rating and reviewing on iTunes, SoundCloud, or YouTube. And also, of course, special thank you to Julie. Thanks, Julie. For um, not telling us how we die, even though she can for see. For not sending a cat video. <laughs> That's right. Like uh, Andrew said, you can leave a rating and a review, and then you can leave it right in app. And it, and it really helps people find us. Whenever you leave a rating, that's how people find us. So please do it. As always, also, if you leave a five-star rating... You can leave whatever review you want in there, okay? This week, honestly, they don't let you put videos in the review box, but just put a very detailed description of your favorite cat video in the in the review box this week. Very, very <laughs> descriptive. descriptive. <laughs> this has been... <laughs> It took me a second, but I got there. I was like, what do I say next? I will forget what I say after this part. And then I'm like, well, I'll say something. I know I got, I I have a list of things I need to get through. Mm -hmm. So let's just start one and see where it goes. Yeah. Um, We've been, this week we talked about the Hasbun Hotel. We talked about tortured life. Next week is going to be the best damn day of the week. Tuesday news day. Oh my God. The Tuesday news day. Yeah. And then, and then Andrew. Yeah. The time has come for Madame Web. Oh, fuck my life. Is that true? <laughs> yes, it is. Comes out, uh, I think, the 16th? I think it's two days after Valentine's Day. Oh, oh, Kristoff. Or is it Valentine's Day? A movie as romantic as Madame Web. Yeah. So romantic, Dakota Johnson fired her agent. <laughs> Did you know that? No. Yeah. No. She fired her agents shortly after uh, this movie started. Uh, shortly after the trailer came out, I think. Or like as it was wrapping or something. So that's how romantic this film is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That she she was like, I can't even continue working because yeah. I have to find the love of my life. Yeah. And then she realized what a mess that was. And like a couple days after she fired her last agent, she, she hired a new one. Right. But... At the time, <laughs> it seemed yeah. like a very romantic thing to do. Absolutely. Yeah. So we'll do you want to see it together and hold hands and share like a single spaghetti? Yes. Like Lady and the Tramp? Yeah. I call it Tramp. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I bet you do. Yeah. And then we'll talk about Animal Man. That being said, in the meantime, if you're out there and you're like, listen, I don't know where the hell you're getting the idea to do 
has been Otel. What you really should have been talking about this week is this right here. Send it over to us. And if point you, to your dick. And point to these nuts. That's what has been Otel would have wanted. Yes. If you're like, hey, I just watched this thing, you guys should check it out. Send it over to us. If you're like, hey, fuck Animal Man. I got a reading assignment for it, both of you. Send it over to us. If you're a creator, you wrote a comic, you made a pilot, you shot a film, anything like that, and you're like, hey guys, I made this. Can you talk about it? Can you send people towards it? Can you, you know, give it a, a, like some notes, anything? Send it over. We're happy to do it, okay? That's pretty much it. There it is. Look at that. There wasn't a thing, and now there's a thing. There's a thing? That's how easy it is. What are you doing over there? What is that? What is that clicking? What are you doing? It's not like you're trying to light a lighter over there. Oh, no. Uh, so, fun fact. So are you clipping your toenails? <laughs> what the fuck are you doing over there? Try to get get done with the show. Right, you, you, wait you wrap it up and then I'll explain everything. Fuck me. Jesus. There it is. There wasn't a thing. Now there's a thing. And believe it or not, even with this included... That's how easy it is to make a thing, everybody. Okay? So if you're listening, go out and make a thing. Because if yeah. we can do it, uh, hell, you, apparently you a can do it monkey while could. giving yourself a fucking manicure or whatever over there. <laughs> What has got to be 376th time. Uh, well, you may know uh, one of our fans, Johnny Boombots. Yes. Wait, he sent you a whole Medicare kit? <laughs> What's going on over there? So, last week... He sent you a Bic lighter? God damn it. <laughs> Bic lighter and an apple Do you bottle? want me to explain? Not really. <laughs> I just want to do this for a while. Is that okay? Sure, man. Fuck you. Get off. What is that? <laughs> Explain yourself. So last <laughs> what week, is it? while you're talking, yeah, I started doing this and you did not notice. Oh, so you wanted to make it more distracting? <laughs> I was cl- clipping my nails. You are clipping your nails. <laughs> yeah. So... I made a post on Twitter about it, and I said that uh, I couldn't cut all of them out because I was talking while doing it. And I was like, that's not going to be good. And Johnny was like, I'm going to listen to that episode just so I can try to pick out where it is. And I was like, man. Yeah, Johnny, see if you can find it this time, buddy. And I was like, man, if I had known that clipping my nails while recording would get us more listeners, (laughs) I would have done it ages ago. Are you doing hands or feet? Yes. Jesus. How often do you clip your nails? I guess once once a week when we record. Are you doing the hands right now? Which ones are you doing right now? Hands. There's a lot of clipping going on for the hands. I got big fingers, man. Yeah, you do. Tell the big... ladies. Yeah. <laughs> Small dick, though. Um, that was mean. I don't know why. why I did that. How often do you clip the toes? How often are you taking them socks off and getting those bad boys? I guess oh, once a week. Gussied up. Really? I mean, I always l- I look at them. Yeah. You stare <laughs> them down. Because <laughs> like whenever you go into your little spiel. Yeah. 
I clip whatever needs to be clipped. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Not that. What else, is, what else is going on below that desk, sir? <laughs> wow. Too much. Thought I heard some sort of trimmer. Yeah. Or a weed whacker of some kind <laughs> down there. Getting my shoes shined. Jesus. It's a euphemism. It's a sad state of affairs when we consider talking about how often we clip our nails to be good content, right? That's This should be a sign for I us. I mean, it's better than the rest of the episode. Fuck yeah, it is. 